Hi, it's Rainy G with the Holistic Health Hotline, or Dr. G now, because I did get my doctorate, and uh, and it's not really doing a whole lot for me, but that's okay. Um, I'm also a reverend, just so you know and remember, I am ordained. Does that make me better than anybody else? Nope. But I do a lot of research, I do a lot of reading, I do a lot of connecting the dots. And that's what this podcast is about. There's a lot of connecting the dots to do. A lot going on in the world, and it does affect everybody. If you're in the United States, you're worried about Ebola. You're seeing children die from a virus that's brought over a porous border. You're worried about your job, your income, the markets, inflation. You have a lot on your mind. And then we have ISIS. The president likes to call ISIS ISIL. Know the difference. There is a difference. ISIS began its own definition by calling itself the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Now they just call themselves the Islamic State. Obama continues to call them ISIL the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant. The Levant encompasses all kinds of territory all the way through Palestine and ignores Israel. So you understand that there is a strong connection to anti-Israel sentiment from this administration. He showed it many times before. He's showing it again just by making a speech or saying ISIL. Um... ISIS scares people because they are evil. These, these people are evil. What they do and what they've done, massacring all the people that they have um, and saying that it's for their religion, the religion of Islam, which Muslims will say is the religion of peace. Um, well, sorry. I may know a few Muslims who are peaceful, but I've also run into Muslims who are not. Less than, or about a month ago, I was uh, up north in the United States in the Buffalo area, was followed, and uh, was confronted by seven Muslim men. How did I know they were Muslim? Well, first of all, their attire. Second of all, the attire of the women who sat in the back seats of their cars and in, in silence and watched um, and their language <clears throat> although what happened was I think they they thought because my car has Marine Corps stickers it's a uh, Santa Fe turbo so it's not you know your typical female whatever car genderized um, and that I was from out of state that I either had guns in my car or whatever, and and I was a former Marine, which means I'm always a Marine, and so they decided to jump me. However, you never jump a former Marine because all kinds of adrenaline kicks in. And when they realized I was a female and not a male, I think that was my element of surprise. It was my advantage because one of the worst things that can happen to a Muslim is to be killed by a woman because then they won't get into heaven or what they call heaven 
and get their 72 virgins as if, you know, they go through 72 virgins in about a week. Um, and, uh, and then what? <laughs> so they're up in heaven with their 72 virgins. Then what happens? Uh, anyway, so we have this problem here. We have it all over the world. War has gone on since the beginning of time. Cain killed Abel, so murder has gone on since the beginning of time. Um, and where does it come from? You know, there are many who say, well, it's just for profits. That's what war is all about. If everybody would just stop with capitalism, we wouldn't have any war. Or it's about land. If we could all just live together, then we wouldn't have any war. Not worry about land or borders. Or it's about religion. So if we all just accept everybody else's religion, regardless of how it's played out, then there wouldn't be any wars. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think war is inherent in all of us. And that is a strong statement. But think about it. How often do you feel just fine for days, regardless of whether you're employed or unemployed or whatever, wherever you live, and... Out of nowhere, you suddenly feel some rage. You feel like you'd like to be in a little war with your spouse. Or you want to start some trouble with your friend. If you're uh, younger and you're in school, you get mischievous and you start a conflict with other kids or with your teachers. If you're at work, you feel like you're doing your job very well, and then there's a rule or a law, um, a procedure that doesn't resonate with you. And so instead of accepting it and seeing it as the illusion that it is, you get warlike and you rebel. Um, if you are a religious person, and this is heavy for me because I am not religious. I am very spiritual. I believe that my that love is my religion and that the earth is my church. But if you're religious and you are institutionalized in that religion, and think about that word, you follow tenets and doctrines from people that are in authority over you when there's only God who's in authority over you. But you follow those tenets and doctrines and you judge and you use the Bible or whatever book you are using, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, whatever, the Torah, it doesn't matter. Any book that you're using to, um, to judge others to the point of conflict where you are now at war with them is a book. It's an authority over you that you have decided to institutionalize yourself with. And so we have, you know, the wars between the sexes. We have the wars between gay people and straight people, blacks and whites, um, the rich and the poor. <clears throat> always the opposites are always the differences, and it causes war of any kind. War is not just using guns. War is verbal. War is abusive. War is negative. Do we have negative and positive energies all around us? Of course. We live in a world that is made up of electromagnetic energy that flows from negative to positive. 
that's how you get light. When you have energy flowing from positive to negative, the lights go out. If you know anything about electricity, you have to have both the negative and the positive. We have reversed the course of our energies. We've turned out the lights. I'm sitting here at whatever time it is in my outside office with a moon glow on my yard. Not quite as bright as it was a couple of days ago during the super moon or the blood moon, whatever you want to call it. But I'm sitting here with this moon glow and thinking about that light that has disappeared. Not just from people, from animals, from even the vegetation. GMO needles going into all of our food. Um, it's genetically modified. What does that mean? That the whole makeup, the DNA of the food that we're eating is not food. Now, if you're eating food that's not food, what kind of nutrition are you getting into your body? None. You are being genetically modified by eating it. And what does that mean? If you're being genetically modified, your DNA is being changed. Oh, you can't change DNA. Yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. You turn your body into plastic. You turn your body into chemicals. You turn your body into a landfill, basically. And when you are that landfill, how do you get out of it? And how do you feel? You feel volatile. You feel like the chemistry is about to explode, like it used to in the labs in high school. And uh, you also feel dead. Like the landfill stuff that's, you know, the garbage that's sitting around. And so, if you feel that you're like dead, then you are very apathetic about what's going on in the world. If you feel volatile, then every little thing becomes an issue. I don't have that in my life. And I often ask the question, what makes people cross that line? You know, when I look at people or when I'm around them, when I think of them, when I feel them, um, I don't see color. I don't see gender. I don't see sexuality. I only see their intention. Is their intention love? Is their intention fear? That's the only two intentions you can have. If you're afraid that someone else's religion is going to um, impact you, you should overcome that fear, first of all, by looking at why you're afraid that it may impact you. I don't care about anybody else's religion, except when it comes from the wrong intention. If you're fearful of, you know, a sexuality, why is it that some church people want to kill everyone who doesn't act or look or behave the way they do regarding marriage or love? I disagree with trying to change marriage laws in the gay community because I believe that marriage laws were institutionalized by the churches. So why would these gay people want to be married that way in the first place? unless they are coming from fear. And what would that fear be? That they don't get the same benefits financially as married people, a man and a woman married people. 
that they don't get the same respect. Therefore, they're getting rejected. Fear of rejection is very common, which is also can lead to fear of abandonment. If you don't have benefits, you can't retire the same way, you can't save your money the same way, get the same tax deductions, have the same access to health care or whatever as straight people do, then you'll be abandoned as you grow older. You'll have nowhere to go. You'll have no one because there is no law to tie you to that person. And that's really what marriage does. You know, you get married in a church, and so the church becomes the authority. The church actually is the one who uh, created marriage. Marriage wasn't around before religion. There was no marriage. There was communing with one person. There was um, love and loyalty and devotion. There were, there were families and tribes of people. We say tribes today and people think Middle East, but we're, we all have a soul tribe people we're connected to. But this marriage thing, it's like, okay, uh, some guy in a black robe said that you're married, so that's what counts. Well, why would gay people want to do that? Why would they want to subject themselves to that authority? And then those people in the churches want them dead or want them out of their lives because they're so threatening. What is threatening about seeing two men or two women walking down the street loving each other? Now, I'm not saying, you know, displaying all these different forms of affection is what should happen. I never believed that because I was brought up by parents who... who who didn't believe in any of this um, uh, hypersexuality stuff anyway. I, I grew up, you know, if people were making out on the street, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to watch everybody fondling each other all over the place and, and have them tell me, well, don't, you're just jealous because you're not, you don't have somebody? No, no, no. I had many people <laughs> at different times in my life that I could have done that with. But it wasn't, um, not moral, it just wasn't respectful, I guess is the right word. It wasn't, um, I didn't need to own someone. I didn't need to hold their hand everywhere. I didn't need to make sure everybody saw me being loved. Because I didn't have a problem with fear. I wasn't afraid of being rejected or abandoned or not being good enough. And what I see today is, you know, everywhere you go, you see these, these men that own these women. And then you see women throwing themselves at these men because they want to be more accepted. And uh, to me, that's sad. It's just sad. But what happens with the religious part of it is that the doctrines and the tenets say you're not supposed to be this, that, or the other. That's interpreted in all kinds of different ways. But, um, and then they become the judges. Well, if you're religious, there's only one judge. So how can you be judging everybody else if you believe in God? And then you have the Quran, which is the opposite of the Bible, by the way, but writ and written by an idiot and a pedophile, a total lunatic, um, it says, unless you believe in what they believe, then you're not worth it. 
and you should be dead. That they believe that women should be genitally mutilated and aren't worth um, aren't worth anything actually. So they're actually very homosocial, aren't they, Muslims? The boys like to hang out together and go kill together. They love to show off their heads, and they use their bodies against women and children. So they're very homosexual, actually. Those are the homosexuals, the ones who are blatantly and flagrantly telling you that the only thing that counts is men being together and using sex whatever way they can and waiting for sex when they get to heaven. They say it's with women. Well, since women don't mean anything to them, are less than second-class citizens, are only... Um, orifices for their own gratification, then you could translate that and just say, well, you know, sex with men is entering an orifice of any kind to receive sexual satisfaction. And if it happens to be with a woman and they are part of a non-Muslim society under the indoctrination and institutionalized idea of what <clears throat> men and women are supposed to do, then it's the woman's orifice and their gratification and their ownership of that woman. Still the same thing, isn't it? And they all go out to the golf course and hang out together and sit by the TV and watch football and have beers. And Women try to join in. Women try to become part of the group, here anyway. They're not allowed to do that in many other places. They can't sit around and have beers and watch football. But they're still used the same way. And this is where I actually have the strongest feelings, is what is going on with the female energy and the women of this world. There are women in many countries who wish they could come here to have freedom. Uh, at the same time, if they knew that that freedom meant prostituting yourself to men all the time and letting your orifices be used the same way, maybe they wouldn't be too excited about it. No, we don't wear hijabs, and we don't wear burqas, and uh, we're allowed to drive in the United States. We're allowed to work. But now women have taken it to the opposite side. There's always the opposite side. Let's hardly wear any clothes. Let's make sure that you spend money on uh, phony breasts and, and um, liposuction and whatever so that you can compete with other women to be the prime orifice for the male who is basically homosocial and homosexual. There is not a straight man in this world who's going to agree with what I just said. Men are homosocial, much more so than women could ever be, because women have been put in a place from the beginning of time of competing with each other for that male authority to approve of them and fearful that they won't be approved of. So if they're not approved, then they don't get married. If they're not married, they're not good. If they're not good, they're not going to go to heaven. They won't be good wives, good mothers. They won't be good children. They're not being approved by the authorities. They, are, they can't be who they want to be. They can't become anyone except what other people expect them to be. And in the end, it all boils down to the orifices. 
And women have translated that into, well, I love sex. I love having sex. I love it. It feels so good. I, I just love I have fun. <laughs> really? Yeah, sex can be fun. Is that what it was for? Is that what you're supposed to be doing? Well, I also used it to have children because that's, you know, women have children and I love having children. Okay, that's what it was for. Now what? Well, I don't like other women. I like men. I love that. Okay. How many men do you love? And then we come to that word love. I mean, I'm a little bit rambling today, but you know, there's so much going on in this world. So much that comes from fear and love. And the fear of love. And the love of fear. We have taken those opposite emotions, of which there are really only two. Everything boils down to love and fear. And we keep spitting them around. We're fearful of love. We are fearful all the time, so we are actually loving fear. And because of that, it affects our sexuality, it affects our homes, it affects our families, it affects our military, it affects the whole world. We're totally connected. Um, where do we go with it? Well, number one, get rid of the fear. Overcome it, realize it, recognize it, stomp it out. Fill it with love instead. Not, I'm fearful of being abandoned, so I'll go love this person, and I won't be abandoned. That's not what I mean. you got to start with loving you. God is in you. Whatever God that is to you, God is in you. We're created that way. God is in everything around us, in the birds that are starting to wake up as the moonlight disappears, in the trees that are now showing, um, showing me their leaves and the sky that's becoming clear blue. As the sun comes up, we're all connected. We all are connected and created with love. There's no way that you could make a sunrise as, as beautiful as this one's going to be out of fear. There's no way that you can make this, the, the songs of the birds that you're going to hear soon from fear. Fearful sounds are exactly what you think they are. They're the cries and the screams in the night. They're the things that make our bodies negative, that make our bodies sick. And when our body is sick because it's connected to mind and spirit, our spirit also gets sick. And when that spirit gets depleted and sick, it affects our minds. And so what do we do? Here comes another connection, another dot. We go drink, or we smoke marijuana, or we take drugs, because now our minds are affected and we're fearful. We don't say that consciously. We say, well, I'm afraid, so I'm going to go smoke a joint. No, no, no. We just know we don't feel connected inside. We don't feel that our mind, body, spirit is together. So we self-destruct. Go do things that are not good for ourselves. We eat, you know, GMO food and uh, get drunk. We go out and um, <clears throat> participate in activities that are totally against our, our body-mind-spirit connection and don't resonate with us, but we fit in. And we need to fit in. We need love. And because we're so fearful of not having love, we actually create all the conditions so that we won't have love. We'll have fear instead. When you keep creating that vibration, when you keep making that energy happen, 
you're creating and co-creating with everyone else in the world exactly where we are today. A world full of fear and evil instead of love. Now, am I saying you should go love ISIS? I don't think so, because unless you are a man that they can hang out with and you can wear the right scarves and you have the right ideology that says, I'm doing this because I believe in Allah and Allah said to do this. If, unless you can do that and hang out with your little bros there and call them brother and uh, <laughs> just remember Cain and Abel, but call them brother, unless you're doing that, then, you know, you're not, well, let me just put it this way. Is that truly what you want? <laughs> I don't think so. I think most people, regardless of where they come from, what color they are, want love because we were created with love. Whether you believe in the ways of all the creation, doesn't matter. You were created with love. Believe in electricity, believe in electronics. There are only two emotions, which is energy and motion. Negative to positive or positive to negative. North to south, south to north. East to west, west to east. But it's really the negative to positive or positive to negative. So we can take all the energy that's now going positive to negative and reverse the wires. Start changing the wires. Because the more fearful we are, the more we live in fear, the more we create fear. The more loving we are, the more love we create. So what's connecting the dots? The dots are only two. You have a choice. You can stay fearful or you can be loving. Start with you. Love yourself enough to not be fearful. Love yourself enough to know what you want and need. Not what you crave, not what you're addicted to, not what you, you know, envy in someone else. What do you want and need in your life so that you can give back to humanity the love you were created with? That's why you're here. You're not here to proliferate and have a zillion kids. You're not here to get fat and drink beer and watch football. You're not here to make a lot of money and show off to your friends. That's not why you're here. You were created with love so that you could give that love back to humanity in a positive way. That's what every kid needs to figure out, every 30-year-old, every 50-year-old, everybody who's ready to die. Did I give back to humanity what I was created to do? Why was I created in the first place? What gifts do I have? What gifts aren't I using? How is the authority over me that I have chosen to be authority over me, stopping me from being all I can be. I have gifts. I have special talents and skills. We all do. I've tried to at least use them. I've written books. I've written screenplays. I've worked with kids. I've stopped suicides. I do holistic health. I use financial tools to help people get more balanced in their uh, financial worlds. I've raised children. I've, I've, um, you know, I mean, I have asked God what I need to do to give back to humanity. And am I done? No, we're, ne we're never really done. But I've tried to come from love, and coming from love has shown me what I need to do. Now that, that to many, that, that was well. Did you make any money? No, not always. Are you rich? Mm -hmm. Probably the richest person in the world, but I don't have a lot of bank accounts or credit cards. 
um, are you happy most of the time? But because I'm connected to the sadness of people in their lives, I feel that sadness. Um, are you successful? Well, what? I don't know. How do you define that? By being rich and, and having more than everybody else and being aloof and, uh, you know, arrogant or whatever? No. That I'm not successful that way. But I'm very successful in everything I've ever done. And that's where people need to come from now. Americans, if you're out there listening, regardless of where you're listening, I have listeners all over the world, hundreds of thousands of them, actually. Um, if you're out there listening and you're an American, you, you've got to change a little bit about what you're thinking and doing and feeling. We were a gifted nation. This nation had gifts. It still does. But we have people saying America's no good. Without America, the world would be at peace. That's not true. Capitalism destroyed everything. That's not true. Imperialism is a problem. It's when you take capitalism that one step further and think that you should own other places. That's a problem. This is Columbus Day, and the left wants to call it Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, where do you think the Indians came from? Who do you really believe was here before you knew anything was being recorded? <sighs> anyway, um, this is long enough. A lot of people don't listen this long. But just think about love and fear. Think about reversing that in your own lives, starting with you. And, uh, and stop being afraid of everything, from Ebola to ISIS to viruses to uh, lack of money to whatever. Have a little faith in you in you and in your higher self. Believe in that higher self. Stop believing in the authorities over you. There's only one. And that authority is within you to begin with, but there's only one. Believe there first and only. Let the rest of it go. Um, I'll come back. I'm going to have to come back because it's getting a little too long. So anyway, this is Raina G, Dr. G, whatever you want to call me, with the Holistic Health Hotline, which always encompasses mind, body, spirit, and a political perspective that is global. Go have a good day and make it a good day for others. Thank you for listening. <laughs>